Welcome back guys to Eleven O'Clock with Yuvan and Yuvan, the show where we talk about life, death and everything in between. So today we have an interesting topic, uh, something that's um, pretty much going on all the time. Yeah. And something that Yuvan and I have been passionate about for also some time. Yeah. And recently Yuvan has written an article about this, so I'm going to let Yuvan introduce the idea and uh, yeah, Yuvan, go ahead. Yeah. So today's topic is going to be about the Suicide Act that we have uh, enacted in the Penal Code. It's something that enables suicide to be a crime here in Malaysia and how recently it has sparked sort of an enrage among netizens. Is that a Malay word? Netizens? No, is it a Malay word? No, I, I see it everywhere. Yeah. So it has sparked a uh, rage among netizens to have, uh, who are against it. And why is killing yourself a crime here mm-hmm. locally in Malaysia, you know? Or attempting suicide to be more specific. So today we're going to be discussing that, the law and the tangents of what other countries are doing about it and also what we think about it and where we can move on as a country to better the system for everybody who lives here. Okay. What is the law that is, uh, that, that, um, what is the name of the act? Right. So the penal code was enacted by the British in like the early thirties mm-hmm. during when they were ruling our country. Mm-hmm. And that section, the specific section that makes it a crime is section 309, which is, um, the act of criminalizing the act of attempting suicide. So okay. what it means is that if you have attempted suicide and, uh, if you did not succeed, succeed feels like a very... Okay, if you did not, if it did not work... Yeah, yeah, if if you somehow survived, then you, automatically the country, the law assumes that you have committed a crime and you will be charged with either a fine or a jail um, ranging from up to a year. Okay, uh, let's not go up to whether or not uh, the, the act is completed. Yeah. I mean, the action is completed, but as long, long as you attempt the act of suicide... It is technically by the law a crime. Yes. Okay. So the issue mainly comes from like, the stem. it stems pretty much from India. Mm-hmm. So the penal code initially started up in India and the British when they ruled assumed that it seemed practical or it made sense for them to just implement it in the countries that they were ruling at that time. So that's why the penal code is um, is still being used in countries like Singapore here and India, even some parts of Pakistan, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. Because back then, Pakistan and India mm-hmm. were one country, right? Uh-huh. So because of all that, it's all still in existence. But mainly the concern is that the the law is still being used up until today, whereas we see other countries moving on and coming up with um, laws to overrule. Okay. Let's let's put aside the, the, the legal aspect. Yeah. What, what do you think about this? Like, should it be? Should it not be? Yeah. So... Myself, I am against it. I'm against the idea of criminalizing suicide Mm -hmm. because for starters, I think killing yourself is an extreme point of which you are left with no resort. You know, it's your last resort to sort of end all of your sufferings. Um, And in that sense, imagine not being able to like doing it and then failing at it and then being charged, like sort of worsening your situation. Like not only do you have to deal with things now, you also have to deal with the fine and also probably being in jail. And we all know what being in jail in Malaysia is like. I think uh, I think this is the whole the whole idea that we should not opt for uh, we should not prioritize. Uh, I don't know what the word. Um, we should not prioritize 
the 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 response that we should take after the act is done but rather the prevention of the matter yeah yeah definitely right we i mean currently we are looking at it at the at the post mortem of it like what what the law has set out for and sort of what the government set as a aftermath to all of this but we don't really look at the aspects of prevention to not mm-hmm. even to that led up to the situation yeah. so in that sense then um the article that i wrote sort of discusses what is currently implemented in the country and from aspects of what the ministry of health is doing and also what the judiciary uh, has implemented but i think today's podcast is mainly about what we think about it as citizens who live here and then like what we what we should what we feel could could be done yeah what we feel should be done yeah you know i mean uh, i think our, there are a lot of steps that we can take yeah. uh, we were just discussing this earlier uh, where uh, the the mental health uh, there are no there are no uh, steps taken toward uh, mental health done by the government yeah right there are they are all ngos yeah i think uh, even the is it is it called the mho the mental health organization yeah so the 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 thing is that malaysia by itself the ministry of health doesn't um currently run a program or separate section that takes charge or takes control over overseeing the mental health of the citizens but rather they are non government organizations run by mostly the psychiatric department mm-hmm. uh that means a group of doctors that gather together start up a committee and they are ngos to oversee this and what the MOH pretty much does is that they um come up with manuals and suggestions to what the ngos could do to run the certain thing and then they sort of have alliance with the psychiatric department and all of that sort what does moh stand for um, the ministry of health oh right right <laughs> <laughs> i thought i thought it has to do with mental something health i'm like what mental of health <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah okay so essentially the government oversees uh, what these ngos do and i think that's complete bullshit lah yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, they the, as far as i'm concerned as far as i know yeah there are there are a lot of uh, ngos there are a lot of uh, small small uh, small small institutes groups of people that uh, help toward uh, aiding with mental health yeah you know i mean uh, for instance we even have befrienders which is an ngo yeah, yeah. and everybody recommends you know um, calling them as a hotline but the fact that the befrienders themselves are not a government organization but rather uh initiative done by you know citizens themselves to start up and fight and help and all of that i think uh, i think i think it's 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 important that we have uh, these uh, landlines yeah. access to to these landlines because um at, at that point once you have reached that point of uh, no return you know yeah. wanting to wanting to make the deed it is important that you have one last lifeline Or, yeah you know an option and uh, but but i also think that there should be regulatory um, actions as well what i mean by that is we go for we go for physical medical checkups yeah and i think we have, we have we have spoken about this before but we don't go for mental checkups we don't go for regular mental checkups yeah and that should that should become a norm you know and uh, i don't know if there are other countries that are doing this when i was when i was studying in canada what i heard from my friends and also from my lecturers is that they are not implementing this there as well right they don't take mental health as seriously as they do with physical health yeah i think globally there's a certain sense of um, negligence towards mental health like i think it also has to do with culture you yeah. know uh, for example in malaysia in malaysia it's it's often looked looked at as that you are weak if yeah. you have decided to you know to take your life take your own life that yeah. you are a weak person that you're not brave enough to to endure life and i think that should not be 
the the perspective that people should be taking that we should change that cultural norm yeah you know um, I, i remember speaking to uh, to to an acquaintance when uh, when we were in KL right. and i was talking to her about um how life is impo- uh, uh, life is beautiful and how there are little things that we should appreciate and, and all of that and then she said something that uh, that kind of off- that, that offended me mm-hmm. and uh, which which went like she said I don't really agree with these people uh, with these people killing themselves. I don't I don't like it. I, I don't think it's right that people are killing themselves. Right. And she's not blaming any other external factor but blaming the person right. for for reaching the point of no return. What do you think about that? Because I, <laughs> I it, it it made me feel like oh so it doesn't matter what I'm feeling. Right. But it matters that I I just go through with whatever I'm going through even if it's causing me so much of internal pain that I should just go through it because you think I'm weak for yeah. not being able to deal with the pain that I'm feeling. Exactly. And and you know like you said it all just stems back down to culture and you know we look I mean if you look at it from a whole point of evolution it starts with the religion you know like a buddhism and all that sort of makes it seem like you know if you kill yourself it's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. you know and and the act of suicide and all is a huge sin and you know you're going to go to hell for all of this so it starts from there and then it it morphs into the culture and all of a sudden we have a ne- negative aspect to it when we look at people um seeking to all of these extremes because they can't handle what they're going through and then from there it creates this this sort of notion that oh you are weak and you're not able to handle it because i go through shit too and i can somehow keep my keep my emotions at bay so why what makes it seem that you can't <laughs> so i i definitely don't agree with her but in but at the same time i think it's also this idea that everybody assumes or because if you're not in that shoes everybody just assumes that they all have the same means of 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 um what is that the same means of letting out or speaking about it you know like if you are in a good social circle or if you are in a good you know if you have a lot of friends that you can reach out to and all may in, in maybe in some sense and i'm assuming a lot here as well that you know by letting all of this out it's sort of a form of therapy by itself and mm-hmm. so at, to which point you don't understand the people who don't have those kind of um points of exit like people that they can go and speak to and all and they have to deal with it themselves or even just as a as a personality trait of not being comfortable to open up about things and yeah. keeping all of things in their head uh, they are, you are you're assuming that they have the 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 same resources that you have yeah. both external and, and internal you know yeah. whether you are equipped with the emotional strength to deal with uh, to deal with certain things yeah. and that can be affected by your external environment as well you know your situation your circumstance whether or not uh, even your socio 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 uh, economical status yeah you know, exactly how your family factors. looks at it <laughs> yeah a lot of little little things come into play and it's not the same from one person to the next yeah and a lot of people fail to see that i think it boils down to this for me it it it, it comes down to this that everyone assumes that life is a race yeah. that you got to stay strong to win the race yeah. instead of adopting the the mindset that you know we're all in this together isn't that the darwin's theory of evolution only the strongest and fittest make it for <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying that there is a biological uh, there's a biological factor to this uh, yeah <laughs> i mean i definitely think that there's a certain point to which you know that you know only the strongest make it makes it through so that that that's what stems the idea of like why aren't you doing it this know? is this is exactly why karl marx was so angry with the world okay <laughs> <laughs> 
this is exactly why he was he he came up with the idea of of, of communism and how it was so misinterpreted yeah. and how he just i mean i, I don't know about him because i didn't know him uh, but for for me it's that we shouldn't view life as strong and weak right we should view life as that there are different circumstances for different people and yeah. that we should do our best to to uh, to as much as our, as we can do yeah for the people around us so exactly it is not i it's not that i am i am stronger than you is that oh i have been given a better opportunity a better circumstance circumstance than you and i'm willing to share that with you yeah you know and i hope i see that change but okay let's let's put that aside for yeah. a second so wait um before that right when we stem to the idea of what the government should do and what the system does mm-hmm. so m- we live in a democracy it's where you know we elect so we rule ourselves sort of an idea right yeah and when we look at it it's very easy to sort of blame the government for not doing this blame the law for being such and all of those things but at the same time we are the ones who need to stand up and fight for this change and all of that and i mean and we do you know we sign petitions and we do everything that we can as citizens to all of this but in comparing malaysia um right before we started the episode we were discussing about new zealand and sort of how they are implement how they implement to watch out for the citizens mm-hmm. and pretty much if you want to read up about it you can check it out on their health government page if you just search up suicide act in new zealand and they have a strategy from 2019 to 2024 and what the government wants to do and pretty much it starts with starting up an office on so on monitoring uh, the mental health of their citizens starting up with um I even wrote about this in my article starting up about a unit a special unit to go and um help prevent all of these cases or if there is a case of a person attempting suicide there's a special unit to go and approach these people who are equipped with the skills to calm the person down and all of that and then when we reflected back to Malaysia how we don't have that unit and yeah. we straight away ring the police or the fire and rec- rescue department for all of these things right but we you know when you talked about how we need to be there for for the people that we care about and share the resources we have do you agree that in a sense if it starts from us and ourselves and starting start by watching out for our own circle so it's not by merely waiting or fighting for the government to take these initiatives but rather we ourselves create a sort of safe space for our own circle and hope that everybody does it for their circle and sort of we fend for our own friends and 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 our society then it branches out to the whole country okay that's 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 like you asking me oh uh is it fine if as long as i take the responsibility to help the people who are in my life yeah but i i at the same time i'm also voting for the government that that you know i mean of course uh the due to due to the concept of democracy <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh they they will end up making uh, uh, macro decisions yeah. so there are there are there are multiple dimensions to this but we just because uh, we have the responsibility to to take care of our friends and our circle doesn't mean that the people who rule us shouldn't yeah you know because there's only so much we can do there's only so much power that we have yeah. but that's the reason that we elect the government that's the reason that we adopt democracy in the first place yeah right that whatever we can do in a small circle that we want the government to do for us as a whole you know yeah that's why like we have financial compensations and all of that yeah similarly there should be effort initiatives taken to better mental health to give better accessibility to mental aid yeah. you know and due to i think due to the lack of culture that that has yet to be a norm in our country yeah i mean it feels like it it really needs to take a whole pandemic to 
to raise a bit of awareness towards how we sort of take care of our own physical health and you know be a bit more cautious with you know the hand sanitizer the use of hand sanitizer and all so it almost only seems that when the whole country is being forced to an extreme is when people start actually yeah. being aware of it right what's it going to take yeah. suicide first to understand the importance of mental health and you know it also scares me that even if that does happen that that our country still won't open their eyes to see the, to to realize the importance of mental health yeah i mean every year we are losing an estimate of 2000 people to suicide every year and that's an exponential thing that's growing you know <laughs> so what is it going to take for the government to step in and think that hey maybe we should start paying attention to this you know hmm. but uh so this is this is this is something that i uh, happened to study when i was in college right and how uh socio 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 economic status plays a very large role when it comes to um, uh, suicide cases right. right and how there are different components within socio uh, so within the social aspect within the economical aspect within your circumstances what you have access to yeah. that lead you to make that to make that choice right. even even gender plays a role even uh, even race plays a role yeah and uh, i i forgot the name of the of the sociologist that uh, came up with this idea his name was emil durkheim that's right <laughs> he's a french guy and he says that um suicide has a major social component that it is not only an internal struggle that causes this person to take their life but also a lot of major external factors that lead them toward yeah. uh, that that corner that push them toward that corner you know and this means that that there are other factors out there that we should also change besides the prevention of suicide right you know but in order for more studies more uh, more research to be put into this first the mindset in through the lens of our culture has to change yeah i mean ex- exactly like you say you no know, when it comes to all of these external factors and all um by evaluating it i mean even in our high school there was a counseling center that pretty much was a hangout spot but rather it didn't do much for the students themselves to to be more aware of mental health i mean i don't think i i don't remember anything of that the school did to sort of checked on how we were doing mentally and how we were doing coping with all of the stress they pretty much threw 10 subjects at us and said now nah, it's like this is would this what sort of dictates your future and then um i realized the contrast from that like just having that to when i entered uni and then having a whole well-being resource that you can go to to pretty much open up about anything even if it has to do with school life or all of that means and and they make it so readily available and they even have a means of assigning a tutor who checks up on you every other month mm-hmm. and that's sort of like it it showed me such a contrast you know that even if you don't want to speak up on it or even if you feel like nah it's fine i'll, I'll like i'll handle it but just being able to have to know or just to be aware that someone is always watching out for you or mm-hmm. that there's there always access yeah, yeah there's access then that changes a lot of things and that's exactly what you i mean if i'm getting this right that's exactly what you mean when you talk about these external factors right is yeah. that when you have all of these kind of stresses coming at you just knowing that there's always a mean for you to to sort of like stop at an rnr get a whole check and then come back to resume and to deal with all of these stresses it it makes the world, it makes entire then a whole difference you know mm-hmm. i mean uh, 
the perspective that I was coming from with regard to external factors is is a whole other story. Yeah. That's a, that that has a lot of uh, other major components that we can talk about later on. Yeah. But well, I, I I like what you said about our, our schools, right? How the 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 bar is set so low yeah. for the qualification of the counselors yeah. in our schools that they don't take mental health seriously. You know, yeah, and I, I I don't know if this is true for private schools or international schools where we were in a government school. Yeah, and I, <laughs> there was I for me at least there wasn't a single initiative. No, done. I mean yeah, I completely agree. I I don't remember anything. It it being a hangout spot at least okay it does something like you know you go there to to ease your mind or to ease your stresses or no, whatever. No, that's why people go to Ponting class. <laughs> oh, that, that's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But so this is this this kind of initiative should start at that level. Right. You know, even children should know the importance of mental health. That it should be implemented into our education. Right. You know, instead you enforce your your ideas of religion and all of that, and what you think is morally right and morally wrong, instead of teaching kids about mental health, about the importance of mental health. Exactly, and giving them the opportunity to learn and decide for themselves what what it is they want to follow and. And then that build a personality from that on, you know, like half of us come out of school without a personality. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can so relate to that. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god, we just come out like we were we were molded, forced into this this character that oh they say this is right and therefore I have to be this. It was like a breath of fresh air when I moved from here to college. Yeah, it was like oh I got to finally decide who I am. But that's the thing, right? Some people think of it as a breath of fresh air, like, and at the same time, some of us feel so threatened. To suddenly be exposed to all of these, um, you know, peers to come from different um, schools and all of that, who are so well equipped with social skills and everything that you suddenly feel th- that was a huge learning curve when I when I yeah, entered college. Yeah. Extremely it's so intimidating. Steep it's learning. intimidating as yeah. well. Uh, I, I know exactly how you feel. Yeah. It's people from all walks of life, people who aren't afraid of anything. Yeah, and you're just like this this little timid boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, coming from a high school where. Uh, the rules are given to you. I know. And you're told what to do, how to speak, how to dress. I know. And all of a sudden, no joke, my knees were shaking standing in front of the classroom, just intimidated with everybody who was the same age as me, who had at the same time no fear at all to go up and speak to a crowd or lead and all mm-hmm. of that. And what's sad is that, you know, at least we were given that exposure. We were lucky enough to have that exposure, but a lot exactly. of people don't. Yeah. You know? And I I feel there should be a lot of uh, there should be plenty mo- plenty more effort to be uh, to put to be put into uh, government schools and uh, you know, with regards to mental health and better qualification when it comes to uh, the counselors that we that we appoint to yeah. these schools and uh, also you know more maybe more uh, weekly weekly checkup sessions or you know weekly seminars yeah uh, like with regards to mental health and this is something that i've spoken to you about before how uh, i've always wanted to uh, change the mindset to alter that that lens yeah. to make it a norm in the country for mental health to to, to be important yeah. like uh, like i like like i said earlier i want there to be regular mental checkups yeah and i don't know how i'm going to do that i i know a lot of people who share the same ideas that i have but it's going to take time for us to come up with a proper initiative and to plop things down yeah you know and we are going to face a lot of backlash from a lot of people because there are still a lot of people that 
definitely don't agree with the law like, i mean they still support the, the country's law, law. Yeah. Like you were just mentioning earlier right like uh, yeah so what happened was uh, i shared the article that i posted on reddit sort of just to get perspective from uh, you know a, a random population and immediately there was sort of a 50 50 Uh, love hate towards the entire article one side that entirely supported the act and said that this act, this is a deterrent this is uh, what the people deserve for trying to kill themselves and wasting the time and resources of the police and and the fire and rescue and all of that so this is what they get you know they have to pay the fine they have to endure jail and there's so much of ignorance when it came to all of that and then there's the other end who who tried to understand it and all of that but you can see for yourself you know if it's it's easy to be closed off to all of this if you are in a social circle that accepts the same mindset that you do but you don't realize that the entire country ranges from like extremist conservative to completely radical at the same time yeah and yeah. <laughs> just we live in our circle yeah. you know and we live with the mindset of people around us and so we have a general idea but now that you when when you post these things on reddit and and there this kind of people that replied sheds some light on just <laughs> how big of a variety <laughs> exactly you know get on twitter and you'll start seeing all of this <laughs> no, let's not start with twitter yeah <laughs> um, i i i really don't understand how there are people who can still be so ignorant toward mental health you know yeah and uh, this is why i said that there should be that mental health should be implemented into education for f- even as a, from the from a very young age yeah exactly it should stem from the start so that it grows to become something that you know you start creating a community of people that you know who grew up to think that mental health is important and then that's where change starts to form and all of that right but i don't know like from my personal experience i feel like we are somewhere in the in between from growing up in a society that didn't give a shit about mental health and then starting to realize it ourselves and then try to be the change ourselves and then doing what we can to sort of better the situation and <laughs> but I mean you got to start somewhere yeah and uh, uh, I'm going to quote you this <laughs> it starts with this podcast <laughs> for us <laughs> yeah for us definitely i feel like this is our first step to it you know if if somebody out there who's listening to this you know wasn't aware of this and now they are and we've sort of done something like a step towards it yeah and if you're a person that shares the same perspective as us then contact us you know let's 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 get together let's let's, let's talk about this and see what we can do you yeah. know because we 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 more than willing to engage in any initiative and i'm saying this straight up you know yeah. and maybe I, i i don't know but I, it's something that i've been very steadfast on and i think you have to yeah exactly it it comes down to i mean when we look at our friends we i don't just see them as people to hang out with or or share a drink with and to talk about the past but rather what we can do as a community to come together and and make a change you know like when i think about it i'm really really humbled and, and to to know people in like i know you from psychology and to know people from so many different fields because you i can only think of the potential of what could happen if we come together to do something you know <laughs> i love how our mindsets are complete uh, like moving away from the from the life is a race mindset from the capitalistic mindset yeah. where oh, if i i should uh, equip more things to become more powerful than the next person and moving toward the more like socialistic idea yeah. where <laughs> i i have a strength i have a i have a particular skill the next person has a particular skill that doesn't make me better than the next person but rather both of us stronger as a unit yeah exactly <laughs> that's the way you know, that's the way i feel like that's that's a good, that's a that's a good thing about us and i and i hope more people become like that because imagine putting all our strengths together all of our skills together that's we we can yeah. make so much difference in the world but of course there's going to be many differing perspectives yeah. and all of that and you know it's easy to talk about all of these ideas and mental health ideas yeah but 
we should also you know compare to what other countries are doing like you mentioned uh, new, new zealand, zealand right yeah. how do you think we can implement their steps into our country well okay the, when you said this right it only stemmed it only brought me back to the to the initial um, you know when the pandemic started mm-hmm. what china did was that because they were the first country that got infected with all of this they created a guideline and a protocol for how you, how other countries should handle it and all of that mm-hmm. and so there's a ready set ready set guideline and the reason why malaysia has been successful is the fact that they followed through with all of these protocols and the same reason why us is the complete opposite <laughs> right now is because they completely uh, well i read on the news that they said that the china china didn't even send them the protocol to which china sent screenshots of them their emails and all of that so i mean since new zealand has already taken the initiative to start to look at all of these strategies and all i mean why not us con- like the moh look at it and consider what they can do to implement all of this you know then from there we we sort of it's a shortcut right i mean we don't need to stem back with with research to all of that but rather we already have a set guideline and we can see what we can implement and that's step one and then from there yeah. it grows yeah well, i do i still do feel that we will need additional research with regards to our culture because yeah. people there are different people yeah exactly our demographic but it has to start yeah somewhere something you know, has only to then start. can we like engage in further steps and uh, i <laughs> I really want to see this happen for our country. If if you're listening to us and you're from the MOH or you're part of the <laughs> MOH, yo. <laughs> yo, thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> you got to turn up, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, we, uh, since we're reaching the end of uh, this episode, uh, yeah. you and how do you feel? I feel good. I feel like we said we we spoke about a lot of important things and it's something that You know, to be honest, it's so easy to be ignorant to all of these things and it's so easy to go on with your own life and your own so on. And and yeah, you got to do that sometimes and all. But I think it's just as important that we set a bit a bit of time aside to see what we can do to better the community. And I think I I I really enjoyed having this conversation today. Yeah, even if it's a small step, even if it's signing a petition. Yeah. Every every little thing matters. Yeah. Uh, and I really enjoyed this episode too. And uh yeah, we hope to see you guys uh, in the next episode. Thank you guys for listening. Yeah. Till yeah. tomorrow guys. Cheers. Cheers. I love you.